Geek Shock. Geek Shock. You don't need that albatross around your neck. No, no, it's, no you're, uh, you're not. You're not sitting in that chair. See, it's well, it's we're, it, we're, we're now past 500, so somebody's got to go. That's, Ooh, that is right. Well, that's like the twist, right? Hey, uh, right. Uh, uh, somebody's gone. So this know. is true. So, uh, so are we saying I think the, we're, the I vote think, is counted by abstention? Yeah, I think perfect. we're at a perfect cast level right now. Right here, four guys. Yeah, doing a show, just talking for another 500. Yeah. So it took me to episode 500 to finally earn my place. <laughs> That's wow, right. Look at that. Now you're there. That's finally your you're there. In. You're in. All I got to say to that is, fuck you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Hold me it's, back. Like a, it's like a government job. Now it's going to be hard to get rid of you. Ah, okay. And now if yeah. if Andy comes back, uh, then we have to j- switch that placement. So you have to say your name before his. That's right. Yeah, really. Because now you are ahead of that. I wonder how pissed he is. Oh. It, well, you know? he knew. That's true. I mean, it's hey. not like but, uh, this hey, is hey, a, a surprise. Hey, don't you mess with his fucking rent, okay? The man's <laughs> got to make some money. So you just... Are you saying bitch better have my money? No, that's, I think there, that's exactly okay. straight. Oh. I think that's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, so... Welcome, everyone, to Geek Shock number 501, the beginning of the new half millennium. <laughs> I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. A very tired Maple Leaf man. Aww. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. God, I put in 12 hours today. And then I had to build this show. Oh, Jesus Christ, what am I'm I doing just, with my life? I'm just saying, last Monday, I brought all the funny... <laughs> so you, it's gonna be. You brought your share of the funny. You're spent. Monday, yeah. you're I'm gonna spent. give you that. I gotta recover. I'm, I'm at that age where I gotta recover now. <laughs> wow, so, uh, you poor oh, thing. Oh, welcome to where we are. Great, <laughs> great. <laughs> like I like. I, I, like I, I leave here and I go home and there's there's bags of ice just waiting. There's you know, frozen peas. There you go. Just, and oh, and man. Paulette screaming for help and you're just like what. Oh. <laughs> I was at dinner today. We had a conversation. We'll just leave it. We'll leave it there. Okay. She was just amazed that that professionally speaking, he's quick to act, but personal life, he's kind of slow to react. Oh my god! Mm. I it, need to know. It's more. so funny because she's talking about a job that involves people in beds, sick and dying, and then her comparison is, and I see a. Spider and I scream and he's all like, "What?" from the couch. <laughs> from the I couch. Mean, yeah. Really? Golly gee! And 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 Jeff and I are sitting there. Oh, that's wow. That those, Matt. Those are Matt. A, how could you? We're t- <laughs> those are equivalent problems, right there. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, it was a good show last week. <laughs> <laughs> like, myself. And again, I want to thank everybody who participated in episode 500. What a blast. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Barry, for coming out. That was awesome for you to do that, uh, uh, brother. Shucky darn. Phenomenal. And a big thank you to everyone who gave us gifts. Again, you we guys thank you enough. are amazing. I'll never, I will never get past the generosity. Um, one of the things that I loved this this is kind of old, and I I may have said this before. Mm-hmm. Um, at Jim Henson's funeral, Frank Oz talked about this really complicated ass gift he had given him. It was like a diorama thing, and it's really complicated to explain. Some kind of optical illusion thing. When you think about it, it's very Jim Henson, right? And the the term that Oz used, the phrase he used was the generosity of time. 
yeah. uh, yes. spent putting into this gift. And uh, uh, Sam's theme, you know, the, 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 the things that... Did I ever tell you about all the time I spent creating the staff of the Mogwai for Paul? <laughs> <laughs> That he, that he immediately just threw off to the side and discarded and left at my house for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, but let's hear about it. I, I was there during the construction phase of the, the staff, and I was like, this is awesome. He's really going to appreciate this. And then we have the reveal on the show, and he's just like, oh, man, this is cool. Can I keep it here? <laughs> I got so much junk at home, I'll leave some of it here. <laughs> Yeah, the whole can I keep your line is like, yeah, you don't want it. Yeah, That's that right. was oh it, uh, we, we, we literally became a repository for the stuff that he thought was, quote, cool, mm. but he didn't want to keep in his, his collector room. I don't want to just play at my house. Can I just play <laughs> here with the rest of the junk? Know, well, I, I have a personal grievance there because I specifically took one, a big poster tube, and I chopped it up to an appropriate length so that Paul could hold it to his mouth and put the microphone in to do Robot in Jail. Yes. <clears throat> and I wrote on it, Robot in Jail Tube, do not discard. And the next week I came back for recording. And it was in the car. It was head? gone. Gone. Yeah, it was gone. Completely gone. Completely I, gone. I have no idea what happened. Oh, to he, I don't either. No fucking clue. I have no, no idea. <laughs> they don't know shit, right? I have no idea how that even got in the garbage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it did right. end up in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I have no boy. Jeff's an excellent wingman for bad cop, good cop, isn't he? <laughs> your, your official line is supposed to be: "I can neither confirm or deny that this wound up in the refuse." I can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny that that thing was absolutely trashed oh, and destroyed. God. I was just like, "God damn it!" I actually made that thing for Paul, and and Paul didn't even know. <laughs> He's like ready to do a robot in jail, and he's like, "Oh, let me get a cup or something." I'm a robot in jail, or you know, whatever. The hell. I was like, "Shit!" Perfect impression of it, right? And there. it was perfect. That tube made the perfect sound. It kind of was. Perfect. Yeah. Too bad something happened to it. <laughs> like your kids at school. Yeah. A big thank you to yes, Sam Peffernan for the awesome theme for episode 500 my god man that thing rocks so thank you you always turn out amazing work and uh here's to the next 500 gentlemen so there we listen, go it Here was it. such a good show yes. that i actually listened to it at work get the fuck out yes get the wow you. holy so shit everybody nope. if you listen to it i don't know you I are freaking it. kidding me right now <laughs> No, you listened to the episode. Yes, I did. It I, was I don't. That I, good. You know what? I, 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 I don't know what to do. Listen. Oh, oh, wow. Mike dropped from eighties. That Same was. Size. That wasn't just the drop. That was kind of like a pound. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm literally speechless <laughs> right now. Listen. Um, why don't we need to listen to it when I'm here recording it? But last week's episode was so special to me and you guys and everybody who sent stuff in. Well, I yeah. listen to it again. Now, I will. I will say in that episode you flowered. All right. If that's. <laughs> if I can say that. <laughs> I think it's some of I your... I rose to the occasion. Yeah, you just oh. bloomed. <laughs> oh, he bloomed. Into a... It was... You were very fragrant. You were bored, God. That well, one of you was fragrant, I don't, I don't and I'm not sure. That. I don't know about that. Um, well, we didn't uh, have Mexican before the show tonight, That's true. So. <laughs> Guys, uh, so that it doesn't take 10 years, mm -hmm. why don't, for the next 500, we do two podcasts a week? Thou can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> that's an answer i hope you enjoy the next 10 years Jill. are we are we are 
Was it really ten it, years? Are we? Yeah. Holy yeah. Yeah. shit, dude! It's it's fifty episodes a year. Oh nine. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and very rarely missing one. Gonna yeah. be. Uh, you guys will be. What deep into your fifties? I'll be eighties. I'll be sixty-three Andy, on be episode dead. a thousand. Okay. Andy's, no, gonna be Andy's dead. dead. Andy's not going to be. Well, first of yes, all, he he's no longer with us. But <laughs> more importantly, <laughs> Andy's Andy is, is yes, he's the Vandal Savage of the podcast huh, world. I like that. You know, yeah, yeah. He, he will be the guy tapping at the window while we're recording. <laughs> That's what he'll Andy be doing will be. Facebook videos. I'm uh, I'm thinking maybe this is the week they let me back in. <laughs> So if you know, clum- we'll see. If his clumsiness and acts of nature can't take him out, nothing. Can. Age is not going to take. There him are out. cockroaches that measure time in terms of Andy's when they're talking about infinity. Highlanders just- walk up to him and go, yeah. "There can be only one, and it's you." Yeah, and they swing the sword, and Andy trips, and they, they the sword they breaks on him. Yeah, exactly. And then Andy's sitting there with electricity. <laughs> so here it is. The big question. But you know what it is? Uh-oh. You, you know what Never mind. I got, <laughs> Shut up, I, I, got the, I got the visual of that happening. It literally, it was like a mini movie in my head of him tripping. No, every time. The Highlander <laughs> beheading himself and then Andy getting shocked with electricity. Ooh, 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 ooh. even realize that the other Highlander's there ready to kill him. Because he, right. thinks, he thinks, you know, when they sense each other, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. oh, gas. Oh, gas. <laughs> and they kill themselves. And he's like, what the hell? Oh. And he just keeps getting stronger. Gas and, and lightning bolts. Out of my fingers, what the fuck is going on? I, I love Giant the fireball idea that, that Highlanders sends each other from bad gas. <laughs> uh, it's been years. I finally found a secret place where I god damn it. Where's my sword? Anyway, Todd, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say what geeky things you do this week, gentlemen. Oh. Well, we rewrote Highlander. Well, yeah. you know what? Actually, and it was better than the, the third one, second, <laughs> the second one? one, second one. Yeah, yeah. Second actually, one was garbage town. Uh, two weeks ago, I want to touch on something you brought up, Matt, because you said because I wasn't here for that episode because of my foot. That is correct. Which oh, it, your foot? Yes. Oh, did we mistakenly report the wrong part of the body? <laughs> oh, oh, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't imagine how that would happen. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you felt it was important, I, or well, you, well, at least it was you important felt, that you felt. Yeah, at least you felt them. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> are we glossing over the fact that 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 uh, Matt did the exam to make sure that yeah. this was probably something you should have checked out? Do you really <laughs> need to see a doctor? Right. Mm. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, went, we, we, I, I don't want to rehash it. We went over episode five hundred. What happened to my foot? It's fine. Uh, they still don't know what's wrong, but they don't think it's anything life threatening. So we're good. Too much fast food, everybody. That's that's true, and I have decided to start changing some dietary choices. Oh, yeah, and moving around a bit. Fluids and yeah. moving around a bit because you know that sedentary life as a bartender, <laughs> dude, that kills people. You know. Oh yeah. And they just get all fat and want their muscles. Did, did, atrophy. I, did I mention twelve hours I was on my feet today? <laughs> that's well, true. there's your problem. So it's, it's definitely not anything like that. <laughs> oh, you're still trying to work it out. Yes. Dude, I think well, if have, anything, you have a case it's, of edema. seriously, I think, if anything, that's probably part of it. I just call it fat foot. Uh-huh. That's that's all I call it. Actually, Kay, no. What? You're, you're supposed to be moving around and standing up. It's, the human body is built but you that can, way. But you, you can... Sitting is bad for us. Dude, it's you know not this, I know. binary, Matt. <laughs> it's not one We're or not the other. We're not meant to sit down. It's moderation. 
It's modern. There can be only one. <laughs> and I'm not. And for all the video games and stuff I watch, I do my share of sitting. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of sitting going on. But again, that's 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 none of the other. I want to get back to what you talked about a couple weeks ago, Matt. I don't know. I'm scared. What did I talk you about? You <laughs> oh, brought up oh. the fact that you watched some battle reports, which oh, was correct. completely glossed over by these that's two guys. These, these guys are. How hard me. is it to turn a... What are you, like a fucking DJ? Where you think, <laughs> you're fucking up there spinning buttons and all Dude, that. Dude, he shit? was in oh, the moment. Okay. He was feeling yes. it. Did you see the way his head was shaking with his eyes closed? <laughs> On his head bobbing, he's yeah. turning some knobs. And oh, the, the dulcet tones of Vernon, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the lonely uh, the SNL digital short, yes, When I Will did. the Bass Drop? I did. That was me. Yes, I know. <laughs> you're sitting there, you're sitting there playing bobble I... and doing a fucking Japanese garden. <laughs> yes. All... <laughs> yes. The whole episode, I was just fucking off. So, yeah. That that's was... every episode for you. <laughs> oh, oh, is it? Yes, okay. Right. Okay. Wow. So, next you, week, it'll just be Todd and I. Kettle. Nice to meet you. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Kettle. Uh, <laughs> oh, did we mention that now we're after 500? We're turning this into a reality show? <laughs> yes. Except we're, we're, we're adding an edge. No cameras. Oh, wow. It's all audio. audio. We're a reality podcast. Reality podcasting. God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, apparently to some, that episode, we kind of did that. So <laughs> anyway. So Battle Reports, which are the Warhammer, you can watch them on YouTube, full games of Warhammer from beginning to end. They last anywhere from an hour to two and a half hours. Usually two British dudes. Yeah. Especially if you... Uh, uh, tabletop Minions? Yeah. Uh, also... No. No, that's a different one. Striking Scorpion 82. Striking Scorpion 82 is a great one. Oh, look at them. They're glossing over. <laughs> so, Jeff, Never what do you think two. about yeah, the Browns this yeah, year? I mean, they've made some good I think, trades. I and, think they got a legitimate you know, shot. They improved the defense. Listen, I, I, listen, I, I, I think they got a legitimate shot hey, of getting turned down. Hey, listen. <laughs> I could talk about that, too. All right? You forget that I like sports. So, let's go. If you want to do the Browns, Freddie Kitchens, yeah, beautiful coach. Let's go. No, I, I think Todd's <laughs> crying now. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Strike Scorpion uh, Tabletop Tactics, I think, is one. Tabletop Tactics is another good one. Uh, that's Mini from War Mr. Bones. Gaming. Mini War Gaming. They're the best. Those three. Yeah. That's those, all I watch, really. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. Was one of, was one of those and I thought the guy we, we saw at the Warhammer thing? The guy in the toga? Yeah. Uh, that w- no. <laughs> no. I know oh, what tabletop, you're talking about. tabletop minions. The guy that we the, the went guy to that his, went, his his little seminar thing. Yes, on, Uncle uh, Adam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, because he just has like this little ten to fifteen minute show of, of oh. a topic each week. Oh, okay. Uh, having to do with tabletop gaming, especially well, if that's just, my involvement. Especially if you're getting into it, that's a great one to go. But no battle reports. So, I, I want to know the battle reports. Which armies did you see square off? Um, usually, Adeptus Mechanicus. Okay, because that's the army I'm playing. Because you're trying to learn some tactics. Yes. And a lot of against the death card. Imagine that. <laughs> How'd they fare? All right, actually. Yeah? Yeah, all right. You yeah. mean death card fa- fared all right? Both did, actually. Oh. It's, it, a lot of it's dice rolling, man. Oh. It is. Like, you can't... There's a, there's a real rock, also, paper, also, scissors aspect to <laughs> how that game works. Also, who goes first is a big, uh, Jesus big Christ. factor, too. It's sometimes a thief factor. <laughs> yeah. Because you can get wiped off the board, like, turn two. Mm-hmm. Turn like turn one to do a lot of damage. Turn two, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, my army's destroyed, or a crucial unit is gone. You don't have any answers for tanks. You need like heavy guns. Say Todd takes out my neutron laser, then I'm fucked. 
stuff like that. Especially if that is your tactic, is take that yes. laser down and do some goddamn damage. If it's gone, then if that's your tactic, well, if you ain't got a plan B, you're done. And some armies don't have a plan B. Most armies can't afford a plan B. Adeptus Mechanicus is one of them. <laughs> wow. But I chose the army because they look cool, and that's the best you can do because rules are constantly changing with Games Workshop. Yes. So I just have one question. When you're no, avoiding you the neutron laser, are you doing the neutron dance? See, see, that's why he doesn't have a question. Can you edit that out? No. That's there for posterity's sake, sir. <laughs> it may very well be our theme. <laughs> and then I watch a lot of uh, what else do they they fight uh, a lot of Eldar. When you fight the Eldar, well, you know what Eldar is still one of the favorites to win in tournaments. Eldar's being dark elves that thrive on uh, BDSM, basically. Oh, <laughs> no, no, you're, you're thinking yeah. of dark Eldar. Oh, oh, you're t- oh, you're talking regular Eldar. Eldar. Ah, gotcha. Yes. Oh, Jeff. Regular Eldar, not no. the Dark Eldar. Yeah. V- vanilla Eldar, <laughs> yeah, as it were. I know. I was getting all no. excited and shit, and now... Nah. I was, yeah. I was thinking he was going Jukari, and... Yeah. No. Yeah. I hate that they renamed them all. Like, well, fucking... I, I get it. Dark Eldar. Imper- it's fucking Imperial Guard. It's not <laughs> Astrum Militarum. It's fucking Imperial Guard. Going down and, and aren't the Dark Eldar supposed to be all redheads, but actually they made them all like these Hawaiian chicks? Oh, Anyways. wait, that's Little Mermaid. I'm sorry. No, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. You're really going to bring it there? <laughs> You're going to derail my beautiful Warhammer 40K? R Warhammer 40K. R. For your uh, bullshit. Let me, let me consult the Magic 8-Ball. Signs point to yes. <laughs> <gasps> we need one. No, we don't. No, we don't. I have one if you want, what but I'm not, I'm not going to... Yeah, I have one if you want, but I'm not going to bring it. Thank you, That's Matt. Right. That was very Krampus you of know, you. I, I used to have one, <laughs> and I can't be- believe for the life of me I don't know what happened to it. I'm sure Todd has no decades. idea how it ended up in the garbage. Uh, none at all. I have no idea how <laughs> did you make it for, uh, Did you make it for somebody and he threw it out? No, like? I, I literally had one when I moved out here to Vegas, and I you're just like, realized I'd have never seen it since. You're like, here you go, Torgo, the magic nine, the magic nine ball. Nine He's ball. like, what? It's supposed to be eight ball. Oh, it's a nine ball. Yeah. Maybe it was one of those things that an ex just took without there you letting go. you know. I, that, that I asked it some questions, and it was being a bitch. There you go. <laughs> and by the way, folks, don't shake the goddamn ball. Just turn it upside down and turn it right side up. Yeah. You don't need to shake it. You damage it that way. That's where the bubbles come from, and it gets air inside. Stop doing that. Yeah. And, and Polaroid <laughs> pictures while we're at it. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> or something. So... Warhammer. Half a year ago, you used to watch a lot of battle reports. What battle reports? I still did you- do. I, I I like you, but my army's Death Guard, so I like to see them in action and how various points. Some that use Mortarian, the big boss. Some that don't. Which you you won't, right? Uh, or are you going to? Goddamn right, I'm going to use Mortarian. And Perfect. some some that have a very uh, Poxwalker, which is the Walking Dead aspect of so the. You're some that don't. Um, so I, I've got enough now in my army that I could construct it in multiple ways. So I so if I have something a tactic that's not working, I can readjust the army point wise and try something new. See, you're lucky you play a very uh, popular army because I went to the Games Workshop store on um, where we only got like one. No, there's two now. There's not two Games Workshop stores in this town. I thought there was two. They just opened one. Did they? I thought they did. But anyway, there's gonna, one. I'm gonna blow my goddamn mind if that's the, true. Over there on Blue Diamonds. Yes. And I go in there, and they've got... And all they sell is Games Workshop products. Warhammer, Fantasy, and 40K. Yes. 
And I look at Depth Mechanics section, and it's one, two, three boxes. That is it. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and that's the company itself. And I'm gonna do. So it's all eBay, Amazon bullshit. I'm, and I look, I look at your army. It's like two rows deep. Oh yeah. <laughs> or Lost Space Marines is a, a lot of it too. They know where their goddamn bread is buttered. And what they a, just updated the rules on Space about, Marines, so now they're overpowered now. Did you see the guys that uh, ignore cover? <clears throat> no. Yeah, it's, they're tactical Marines that ignore cover. God damn it. They shoot. You could be behind a wall. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. But what about the Omnicide Games Workshop? Huh? I have a strong suspicion <laughs> that in 2020 we're going to get a ninth edition. I think it's coming. I think there's been so many changes to the eighth edition of rules through all the addendums, the facts, the... The updates, the I think beta it's rules. long overdue, honestly. You're goddamn right, Kay. That's right. He's talking from a place of knowledge. I and may not say much often, but when I do speak... Well, yeah. Everyone should listen. <laughs> he's he's goddamn E.F. Hutton over look, here. Look at him. He's, <laughs> he's almost <laughs> mad. Everyone should listen. Is that what you're saying? Well, according to Games Workshop's own website, they only have the one store here in Vegas, and that's the Blue Diamond Road one. Oh, okay. burn. I don't think Vegas could handle two... Games Workshops. That, I think that one barely survives. You can't handle yeah. the two. What's ironic is when know. I just tapped on United States, the first one that popped up is Las Vegas. It's and it knows where you're at. Well, it might. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did not give it any uh, permission to look up my location. It Don't have to anymore. It, it That's knows. Right. It's a bastard. The Omnisai in your phone. Oh, my God. But there's so many shops, third-party shops, selling Warhammer stuff. that Not even... Uh, what the fuck's that place that you're you're War Room about? War Room game? They don't even have a huge Adeptus Mechanicus section. I'm fucked. I gotta go online. You know why, right? They don't win battles. People don't want to play armies that don't win battles. <laughs> Noosers. Although I know, you know what? I might know a guy that's trying to get rid of his uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. It, yeah. Why did he lose too many battles? I, I he's 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 it's it's the the dude that I'm doing the uh, painting his army. Okay. All right. Oh, so he, he went from loser army to custodes. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> okay, so... Adept... <laughs> yeah. Adeptus custodes... Astarte custodes... Whatever the fuck they are. Caretakers. <laughs> okay, look who it is. Yeah, it's the kit. It's kit. Speaking of caretakers and custodes. Yeah. yeah. They're Come overpowered. Each model has like four wounds. They all have fucking ridiculous saving throws. The might of the emperor, yada yada. Oh, from you don't, you don't want to play that. From the gold they come. You don't want to play that. And that's who I played against with my army from my first game, and I beat him. That's because he didn't play correctly. You're right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he has he has adeptus mechanicus models. I think he's getting rid of. So <gasps> shall I tell him that you might be interested? Depends what the price is. Now, of course. Well, you know what? And I'll, are they fully painted? No, because I don't want them fully painted. No, I don't think they. Yeah, I don't what? think they're touched. So still in the boxes. I don't know if they're still in the boxes, but they might still be on the sprues. <gasps> the sprues, dude. Come so on. unbuilt, untouched, <laughs> virgin models, if you will. Virgin. Wait, wait, wait. They're all virgin models. Let's be fair. Um. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so if you have a model that's of a goose. And it hasn't been taken apart. Does yep. that mean it's a spruce goose? Yeah. You're not bringing it funny. <laughs> <laughs> not like last week. Somewhere somebody's laughing. Oh. And that's all that matters. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I oh, want to know yes. who that person is. Write to us. Comments <laughs> at LiquidCompShow.com. <laughs> but anyways, yes. Talk to this person. Okay. There you go. I, I will talk there to Alex and say, hey, I know a dude that might be interested in some of your shit. And I got a feeling he's not going to unload it for fairly cheap. 
So I think you, you might you be might in a good position. You might just have to paint a few models. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Better get the I'm, wife's I'm permission not first. I'm not Yeah, you know. You so are so angry first. when you talk about Warhammer. That's right. It's it's a very testosterone driven game. But there's a lot of ladies that play it now. I noticed that. So it's not testosterone driven. No. It's just it's an angry well, game. People either, are angry these days, so they're playing Warhammer. The ladies are getting hairier. <laughs> uh, Why so, are you shaking your head, Jeff? So now that, I don't know how to respond to that one. <laughs> it's not like I said they've got enlarged clitorises. By the way, don't look that up on your phone. It is hell to get it out of your search history <laughs> for some reason. I still don't understand what you know, the hell I happened. still can't believe at that house party at my place that Andy's phone was being passed around the crowds and it was the Google Google dirty shit phone. <laughs> And it was like, what was it, like macro clitoris or something? And then someone else did like oh, hairy man. nipples and shit. And then he got his phone at the end of the night and he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Google's like, we don't know what to make of this guy. Amongst friends, amongst enemies, amongst people you don't know, do not leave your phone. It is. No, he gave it to everyone. Like, oh, search it up. I think yeah. he was drunk at this point. Well, uh, yeah, that, that'll that happen with yeah. Andy. Although it's really funny because you can imagine the NSA, like some agent walks into the director's office. Sir, we've got one radical change in behavior uh, in Las Vegas. We don't know what's going on, but this guy is definitely <laughs> well, he went from different stuff. He went from really bizarre searches to really extremely yeah. bizarre searches. It, he used to be just obscure, you know, folk music and that kind of shit. <laughs> but now it's macro clitoris. Cl- 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 I don't even know what this is. And what's a blue waffle? I don't, yeah, blue, I don't know. Someone someone Google it. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the office, right? <laughs> the director's like, here, take my phone. Look Jones, give me your phone. <laughs> Yes, sir. Wait, what are you looking up? <laughs> boop, boop, boop. It almost makes me sad he's no longer part of the show. Yeah, I know, I know. right? Almost. 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 Let's not kid ourselves. No, wait, wait a sec. Fuck you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's enough of two weeks ago. What'd you do this week, gentlemen? Uh, Let's see. Oh, Jesus, really? Okay, you know what? I Let's got something. No, I hold got on. Something. Just wait a sec. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, yes. I still have some leftover. Oh, leftover Jesus. from I uh what did I Oh, what do? you're going now? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got um an issue of the new Critical Role uh comic. They they they're doing a second uh <laughs> second volume, so I got I got that issue and uh ooh, wow. I'm loud in my ear now. It's because um, you keep getting <coughs> lower and you're talking. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're in the Vernon so, chair. Then, so. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my chair. My chair. Oh. Um, Assert dominance. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you got a second yes, edition that's of right. Roll, Establish books, dominance. Yep. Establish oh, dominance. I, uh, I started reading Legion versus Phalanx. Ah, the Mike Cole yeah. nonfiction book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny. I was kind of inspired to finally pick it up and do it because there was a twit... Twit thread. Actually, I guess that actually kind of works. So let's stick with that. Uh, where somebody said something nice about the Spartans. It's not and, a twat thread. And uh, no, no, definitely not. But the uh, cold chimed in with, "Oh, sir," and then he just starts slashing the Spartans and cutting them down and everything. So, 
You know what's really funny? Wait a sec. I, w- I went to MCU first, and then I went to what is it? Roman Legions versus the uh, Greek Phalanx. Is yeah. that weird? Yeah. Okay. Oh so, yeah. I, w- I went <laughs> Legion, Legion versus Phalanx. Phalanx. That's right. <laughs> oh my god! They're all the geeks out there. Are like, I don't know why he's got this Marvel thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I missed that issue. Damn, it sounded good. Um, it's really funny because one of the funnier things about the Spartans, like you hear about, you know, all of the they beat the kids and they segregate them in their barracks when they're seven. And this is honest to God true. Apparently, after their you know their time had come and and they were sort of on the decline, tourism, shit, you not was apparently big and 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 people rich people rich greeks rich rich uh hellenistic people um would go to sparta to check out the life there and it literally became like a tourist ind- industry what, what what were they checking out they were checking out the spartan life oh. they, they were watching the they came there to to see the whole kind of like when we go to those like recreations um, of Oh, Amish. Uh, Amish places. Wow. Or the, 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 the uh, colonial recreation right. things or something like that. It was sort of like that. And, <laughs> in fact, some scholars say that some of the more holy shit aspects of Spartan society is from the what? are true, but they're from the tourist days yeah, okay. when they were really playing up that shit. And it wasn't really how they were. They're just bringing in the tourist dollars. Yeah, yeah. It, because people would come and wow. see, wow, they really do beat the shit out of the seven-year-olds. Holy crap. And, you know, stuff like that. And they're, they're smacking them around for cash. Yeah, yeah it, it, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's, and it's really funny to, to see scholars discuss this because there are a lot who actually say this, that is indeed what was going on. Wow, it's pretty funny. And this is from the Mike Cole book. Uh, no, or, or the, you, uh, you know what? I if it is, I haven't gotten there yet. But he has commented on it. I think he's one of those who believes that sort of happened. And there are more historians I've read because uh, classical history is a is a thing of mine that I, I was really interested in. And and so the title of this book, Legion versus Phalanx. Yes, is it? Actually, telling you what's like, yes. what's a better tactic. The he's or he's the talking about the transition from the Hellenistic way of doing uh, fighting the Macedonian okay. phalanx versus the Roman uh, system, which basically eventually ended up beating the shit out of everybody for yeah. a which you would know years. if you played the civilization civilization series of games <laughs> by civilization. Yeah. Civiliz- Mike Cole, Civilization. Civilization 8, out now. Oh, my God. You know what? He should get on that bandwagon. He shit. should. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, I started that. Um, but it was started by this this uh, Twitter thread. It was really actually kind of interesting. So, Also, one other thing I just want to briefly mention. Um, I'm an awful person, but then again, we all are, because I've been having a ball with the whole Jeffrey Epstein memes <clears throat> um, about the conspiracies. Sure. Now there is that a tw- was not a conspiracy. It was just a was just an accident. <laughs> there is a Twitter. There's <laughs> actually a Twitter thread that a woman who has been involved in uh, uh, both suicide uh, stuff as well as like uh, prison population things, where she actually talked about suicide watches, the effects of people who are honestly com- thinking of committing suicide, isolation in prison, and stuff like that. And she actually <clears throat> laid out a hell of a good case that it is exactly what 
it looks like. Occam's razor. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's actually interesting. I mean, morbidly, I was fascinated as a writer and an actor because it was an interesting examination of human uh, human uh, uh, behavior. Uh, Epstein being an obvious narcissist, an obvious manipulator and control freak, the suicide is like the ultimate act of control. Here he is facing this utter yeah. and complete loss of control of his life, and his final act of control is to actually kill himself. Yeah, because it denies the quote-unquote authority. Right. The control that they, they, he they, is yeah. he is keeping exactly. for himself. Yeah. Also, there there was some speculation. A couple people shot in, which I also thought was interesting. Is like there's also a uh, there can be a fuck you element. Like he knows oh, if yeah. he kills himself, there are people who are gonna go ape shit crazy thinking it was some kind of fucking setup or something like that. So that was that was you know not exactly a geeky thing, but it was a fascinating thing to read on and glean uh, as an actor, as a writer, and looking at human behavior. And and she did a real good job of uh, laying this out. She did like a thirty uh, a thirty post thread where she just talked about the whole thing. Now, have you been paying attention to that for like the last two weeks, or did it just something you just recently discovered, and that was from? couple weeks ago oh i've been joking about the epstein well i actually i've been joking about the clinton conspiracy thing oh, okay right from the very because you know it's like bill clinton uh and and actually hillary rodham they've been involved in politics all the way from college right from college their whole lives and so this whole there's an alarming number of people who have died mysteriously connected to them and it's like dude if you've been involved in politics your whole fucking life i want to know the people uh george bush senior knew who have had mysterious circumstances involving their death because and and it's really funny because when you ask well how does it compare to george bush or how does it compare to uh uh you know uh, someone else and they're all they all get this blank look because they don't know any other statistic they mm -hmm. just know what the clinton well, story is also at one point one of the clintons was the president yeah so people tend to you there's going to be a hell of a lot of connections next to them because yeah. they're the most powerful person at mm -hmm. the time yeah so, so it, it it the whole thing the the conspiracy i find to be a little ridiculous and and definitely there's a cottage industry on it but i just was i just kept riffing on it including my declaration that i know everything about the clintons i know it all well, and you do. uh and you know i'm just waiting to see how long that accident happens yeah <laughs> or imagine a month won't i be embarrassed if a month from now andy comes home finds kid eating my face or something and it's, <laughs> it's like oh shit <clears throat> that would have been fine if we didn't put it on episode 501 now what are we gonna do <laughs> so anyway well since I wasn't able to do that ep episode two ago I we had all the stuff planned for 500 these are the things I did while you guys were off doing your own show while I was dealing with fat foot one I did see all of the boys Oh, you did watch hey, it. Hey, my, my yeah. wife and I watched it in a single sitting. Are you wow. serious? See, that's what happened to your fucking foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. I could probably blame it on the boys. It's it's not a fat foot, it's a boy's foot. It's a boy's foot. Yes. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. Um I find the departures from the original material, I think, a little more jarring than you did, Kay. Uh, uh but 
overall just we just had a, a ball with it how how about the f- the the final reveal huh don't How say anything. That? I know, I know, but I'm just saying. Sure. You want to talk about jarring departure? Yeah, that's that's. But, but you know what? I think that one's a really good one. I I do. I think it's it's a, it's a definite super mind fuck. So <clears throat> it it uh yeah. And since we are reading the boys for the Geek Shock Book Club, uh, it's it's really interesting because it's almost a show I recommend watching before. Actually, reading the boys, I could totally uh, go with that because there is just so much more in the comic than this truncated and, and, season. Yeah, and 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 reading the comic to the end is not necessarily going to ruin the series for you. Yeah, <laughs> so it and it, 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 it's um, you know jarring or not, I really found the choices interesting. Yes, and that and I definitely recommend. If you if you like the comic, watch the show, and if you like the show, read the comic. Yeah, because both, because it still captures the heart. Yes, it, I does. Think it does. And the characters, yeah. all the characters are who they are, yeah. and they cast them beautifully. I have one complaint thing that I won't do for spoiler reasons that I wouldn't mind talking to you about. Okay, uh, off air, but and and it's it's less a complaint, more an observation and analysis thing. But still, all right, yeah. Uh, my wife and I sat down and watched the the cinematic universe grouping of The Nun and Conjuring 2. Hey, this is just like Geeky's List from the... It's just it, like Geeky's List. It's exactly like... It's amazing. It. Who? Uh, yeah, who was Geeky anyway? I don't... Um... That was my bullshit I was supposed to say that week. That was my <laughs> shit. Geeky shit from that week. I did not pick up on that when you told me. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Geeky... This is what Todd had to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely fucked that one up. Because I never <clears throat> saw The Nun, and I never saw Conjuring 2, and mm. so my wife's like, let's watch scary movies tonight. Like, perfect. The, I have The Nun recorded, and, and then we ended up renting Conjuring 2. It was the first time I digitally rented anything in my life. Really? And we watched them out of order, which I highly recommend for those who haven't seen it. The Nun is a better lead-up to Conjuring 2 than vice versa. <laughs> That's funny. Is the nun creepy? I haven't seen it. It nun's great. The the, the nun is super creepy. James Wan, I think, is one of the best modern horror directors. I know there's plenty out there. They'll fight me on that. And I know you probably will, Jake. But I think he does wonders with modern horror, and I can't wait to see what he does next in every regard. He's he brought us Insidious. That whole that whole. Uh, that whole line he brought us of course the conjuring and annabelle and all those knockoffs and imagine that i believe he also brought us saw the original one the good one um what it is he just doing horror what the he's that no name, i, I name, think he's doing something else he was recently announced for something i i I think he was doing something in the DC universe i think he might have even i have to look up his stuff i don't want to talk out of my chat. ass Hold on. <laughs> but I've well, been spending an enormous amount of time playing Rage 2 by Bethesda Softworks on PlayStation so was 4. Geeky. Yeah, right? Those two goddamn people. We think alike. Uh, Rage 2 is an incredibly mediocre open world game that I can't really recommend. So straight on out. It's pretty to look at, but there's barely a story there, and the story that's there is written horribly. So wow. do what you will with that. It's it's nice for something to do, but that's about it. All right. So, 
So yeah, that's what I did this week. Oh, and speaking of Mike Cole, I did watch the first episode of Contact, which was oh. which was uh, red lit by everybody that isn't into Mike Cole in at this table. You're you're associating two things that are disparate, sir. So uh, it is a very entertaining show. The Contact, to remind you what it is, it is a an alien investigation show where they put have these two minds in a central location going through all this newly released UFO documentation from the government and then putting it together in a pattern recognizing computer to find other things that tangent off of it to see if they can't corroborate them with other things out there that weren't in government purview. And then they send out the crews out there to do interviews. And Mike Cole is amazingly funny over the top. Wow. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe we haven't made this connection. So you're saying it's like the music machine of alien investigation. No, because there's no Put something in it and it all comes out. Uh, But I like where you're going. But I don't think I can make that analogy. But if you do like uh, alien investigation shows, it's an entertaining one. So I do recommend it. I stand Uh, by my red light. And I stand by my green. What else did you do this week, guys? Aquaman. Oh, that's right. He, he did Aquaman. He did Aquaman. Okay, that's, that must be what I'm thinking of. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. In fact, that uh, that just uh, started on HBO a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was good to see it again. Although I just did get, uh, I just got the uh, the 4K Blu-ray because <laughs> they had it on sale for like 12 bucks. And I'm like, I can't pass this up. That's Bye. super cheap. Yeah. Amazon. Go figure. Yeah, you know them. Yeah. Yeah. The Whaling of Tommy. The Whaling of Tommy. You know they also ha- sell Warhammer models on. Oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> he probably gets the suggested for you things on his phone. He's like, he's like, we thought we found something we thought you'd like. Oh, you bastards. Well, if there's nothing else, <laughs> I just want to throw out a monkey splats to all the shock monkeys out there. Thank you so much again for 500. 500- now plus episodes glorious we couldn't do it without you and your wonderful listening ears and your emailing mouths <laughs> and, ah. yeah i love those mouths <laughs> whoa <laughs> whoa 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 i thought he said emailing mouths and i'm like um what now no that's what he said yeah that's the, what he the, said the trade paperback fingers, mouse maybe no he said mouse that's what he said Actually, said M A U S, the yeah, uh, yeah. comic book that won the, uh, uh, the Pulitzer Prize. Spiegelman? Yeah, yeah Spiegelman comic, yeah. <sighs> yep. Somebody get the shovel. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about! Wow, this is such a. Quiet. Uh, square quiet. <laughs> but I gotta get used to it. Tame, tame I gotta get used to it. I know. Yeah, Tame by comparison. Jeez. <laughs> I have to do my own yell. <laughs> Another five minutes. <laughs> What's the matter, Matt? You can't resist the cuteness of Kit? Oh, that that's where he was bit. That's where the infection was, that shave spot. Hmm. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm glad we, wow. we got that on there. The vet suspects it was another cat. One tooth. It's like they, they lunged and got one tooth into him. And it got infected. And I'm telling you, boy, that motherfucker, that spot smelled like a rotten tooth. It was exactly 
gangrenous. Like, oh, it was awful. Uh, she said he was days away from abscess, and then it just would have been horrible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and it was funny Poor too because he he didn't even give a shit. I found it by petting him, yeah. and I felt that spot, and it was a little wet. But he wasn't he wasn't hurting so or oozing, or is that why it was wet? Or, um, or was it blood? I, uh, no, no, no blood. It was actually huh. it it was literally wet. And then I smelled it, and I'm like, did he? Did you roll in poop, Kit? What the fuck are you doing? And so I cleaned it, and as I got closer and closer in and separated the hairs, then I saw the puncture. Mm. And it was a it was a livid red, but no blood puncture look like a maybe like a skin ulcer or something and i'm like what the and this is at this is at this is at 2 a.m so i'm like what the what the fuck kit and what am i gonna do and so i had to take him in to uh the vet early in the morning then go work a full day at toro then pick him up and find out it was going to be a jillion dollars. I only found out about See? it because it, it popped up in my email. <laughs> I was going through and I'm like, Kirsten Sapansky ta- tagged you in a post. And I'm like, oh, why would he tag me in a post? And I'm like, read through and I'm <laughs> like, I told oh, you so. yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's really funny because I still remember when we were talking about the cat and everything. And Matt turns to Paulette and he's like, well, we had Stumpy 18 years, didn't take her to the vet once, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, so, uh, and here it is. <sighs> so I'm saying, you got to stop letting him outside. <laughs> Whoa, Jesus Christ, I'd like to. It's but just, he is a, dude, he's a fucking asshole. Listen. He's a listen. pain in the ass. Yeah, you're going to have to deal with that for like a couple weeks. Eventually, uh. he'll get the fucking memo. <laughs> He's already like, what? Did Who are you, you talking about me? Kit, what the fuck did you eat? <laughs> Look at him. He's yeah, all... He's, 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 he's deli- tripping. He's delirious. He looks like he got a shot of ketamine. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his, he's twisting around. His yeah. eyes are all like, oh, yeah, He's man. one with the universe Look, right now. The he's colors. opening his mouth and just like, <laughs> just going, oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Uh, well, we're renaming this to Cat Shock, by the way. That's the new <laughs> new shock emblem. Hell? All right. Nope. Okay. Nope. Easy. It's just about time there. to be somewhere else, he says. Yeah. All right. News you don't give a shit about. Six years have passed since G.I. Joe were on the big screen. We've known a Snake Eyes solo film has been on the table for a while, but now a new ensemble film is being developed in the franchise. Paramount and Hasbro have hired writers Josh Applebaum and Andre Nemec, uh, who wrote Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the new one, and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol to write a new G.I. Joe movie. Little is known about it outside of it being an ensemble piece, but the report did reveal undercover operative Chuckles, a.k.a. Philip P. Provost, as expected to be amongst the group. Previously... He had only been seen in 1987's animated G.I. Joe the movie. The Hollywood Reporter writes, quote, While he's not the center of the film, the project is in deep development and things could change, unquote. Uh, Both recent G.I. Joe movies, Rise of Cobra in uh, 2009 and Retaliation 2013, made over $300 worldwide. The Snake Eyes movie, originally scheduled to come out March of next year, is now expected October 16th. 2020. I don't know, man. I, I think they're, I think they're rolling the dice in the Snake Eyes. Yeah, are they? Are they though? Are they? Are they? Don't 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 say double ones. It makes Matt cringe. <laughs> <laughs> Matt loves double ones. Double ones. 
That's really. <laughs> really? You know, it's so <laughs> funny that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the mechanicum way. Yes. <laughs> that that first GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra was not bad. I mean, it wasn't a great film. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't bad. That sequel was just horrible. I hear the sequel's better than the first. No, one. no, no. It is not. It's terrible. Is that the one where they like kill off? Yeah, they. So yeah, within like you know, and spoiler alert for anybody that didn't see this six I think years it's fine. ago. I think it's very fine. Um, the they kill off like pretty much the entire cast from the first movie in the first five minutes of the film. Oh, so it's like Transformers the movie. Yeah, the the animated one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's literally, they introduce the character played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson and then suddenly kill off everybody else. And it's like, oh, so we have one G.I. Joe with a few, you know, few people that survived this this attack that happens at the beginning of the film. And that's it. That's all that's left of G.I. Joe. And they somehow make a movie out of this. And then they have to retaliate. Yes. (laughs) That's pretty. Well, that's okay. it's, it's, it's right uh, there in the title. They bring in <laughs> John McClane and that's, that's <laughs> take care of everything. Well, sort of. You know, if they did that, that movie would make a bajillion dollars. They did. Die Hard. <laughs> die Hard G.I. Joe. Die Hard G.I. Joe. Well, I think what he's referencing is that actually they put Bruce Willis in the film and it didn't help the film at all. Oh, did yeah. they? No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I what didn't. he's bringing out. Oh, I thought like, we were talking about That's my scenes, whole right? joke. Oh, wait. We were, were there for like geez, two scenes. And, and Jeff it? knew what I was doing and he hated the joke. He's that's in there for about a half hour. That's because you but... two are the only people in the universe that saw that movie. I didn't see the movie. Oh, oh. I saw I saw it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I don't remember it. I'm sorry I got that wrong. I didn't think you wanted to be included in that. Don't feel bad. Don't leave me out. Don't leave me. Don't feel bad, Matt. It's a very forgettable film. G Die Hard. G Die Hard. G I Hard. Die G.I. Hard is a whole Guy different hard. movie. Guy Hard. Guy Hard? Also what? a different movie. Yeah, wow. A different movie. Guy Hard. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> Boy, the well, porn where they kill off the half the cast in the first five minutes. Snuff movie? But it's how they kill them makes it oh, porn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about? Yes. Bob Iger, chairman and CEO of a Walt Disney Company, confirmed in its earnings call... That, that po- he's never going to retire? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He's, he's one of them Highlanders. I'm in like a tick on a hound dog. <laughs> that plans are in place to reboot even more crowd favorite franchises for the new streaming service, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I might actually get Disney+. Plus. <gasps> Matt, I'm going to cancel Netflix. I'm going to cancel Netflix. Heard- Get Disney Plus. He's going to cancel say, Netflix. Matt just turned two shades more red yeah. just when you read that. <laughs> and, and we're talking about his hair. <laughs> Quote... <laughs> We're focused on leveraging Fox's vast library of great titles to further enrich the content mix on our DTC, that's direct-to-consumer platforms, unquote, said Iger to the call on investors for the investors on Tuesday. Quote, for example, reimagining Home Alone, Night at the Museum, Cheaper by the Dozen, and Diary of a Wimpy Kid for a New Generation on Disney Plus, unquote. That's a hard pass. But what are they going to do that's interesting? <laughs> the Mandalorian. And all, <sighs> dun, dun, dun. all of the titles have already proven to be fertile creative ground. Creator John Hughes and director Christopher Columbus, 1990 comedy Home Alone, already spawned four sequels. Christopher Columbus directed that? Yes. Yeah, you didn't know that? 
Not that one, the other one. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> Sean Levy's 2006 <laughs> film Night at the Museum starring Ben Stiller. <laughs> You're led- looking at his journals. This looks like for a good movie right here. Home Alone. Okay. Led two oh, sequels. I can't go anywhere. I was going to go more, but I'm not Andy, so I'll stop it there. Yeah, yeah you kind of are right now. Self-pillowed. <laughs> don't, don't take over his spot too quick there, buddy. And his 2003 hit Cheaper by the Dozen enjoyed one sequel. Uh, we've already seen four Diary of a Wimpy Kid films based on Jeff Kinney's books. The Disney chief also said the company sees, quote, Great long-term value in the broad collection of theatrical IP we acquired from Fox, including Avatar and Planet of the Apes, unquote. When was the last Diary of the Wimpy Kids done? Like, what? for the big screen? When, when? What year was it made for the big screen? I couldn't tell you when the first one was done. I thought it was, like, only, like, a couple of years ago. So why the fuck are they redoing it already? Uh, because it's not on Disney+. Plus. That's yeah, right. you said Disney Plus. Yeah, so this is this is you know, this is the Plus. thing you want to subscribe yeah, to. Yeah, this is the thing you're giving up Netflix Diary. for. <laughs> Let us know how that goes. Of a wimpy kid. Here we go. Diary of a wimpy plus. <laughs> yeah, when when when, when was it? 2010 was the first one. Oh, that was eight years ago. Oh my God, is <laughs> is Matt onto something here? Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. You mean dun 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 dun. Sure, that too. What? No, he didn't mean that. I don't know what he meant, but it wasn't that. But it is one of the other shows on Disney Plus, so it kind of works out. The last book was book book. Fuck the book. Like people read anymore. Twelve. Like, come on, this is not old enough for a remake. What do you guys think the for the for the the limit of a remake is? How many years? Twenty, thirty, three. Three? Uh, well, you asked. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that a serious question? <laughs> yes. Um, what do you think? What's, what's your dude? They're on it? they're doing them instantly. We. I mean, what was between uh, Garfield Spider Man and Holland Spider Man? That's a fine point. That was not very long at all. No, they're just you know, and it's like and and it's like what Kirsten has said before. At this point, just do it. I mean, at this point, it's like, okay, I want to see so-and-so's version of this. Yeah. It's, you it's know, like theater. It, it, fu- yeah. Okay, all right. All, all right. right, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean... I don't want to go too far into it. Yeah, you're right. You got, you, you're um, right, Kay. All you're right. right. You're right. <laughs> don't cave so easy. I, <laughs> I don't know. He wants well, to man. earn it. Yeah, really. He's got to well. earn his chair. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'll take a note from you guys. Okay. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Because that makes fantastic radio. (laughs) News you don't give a shit about. A conspiracy theory movement has turned into a festival. Oh, no. Alien Stock Festival, a gathering created by Maddie Roberts, the guy behind the viral push encouraging people to raid secretive government facility Area 51. Mm-hmm will take place in Rachel, Nevada from September 19th through the 22nd. The event, which hopes to boast a stage to showcase some surprise performers, is billed as a celebration of aliens and, well, there's there's not much more information oh than that. God. It's, it's going to be like a geek fire uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, the fire festival. Yeah. <laughs> People eating their cheese sandwiches waiting for... Fucking Stanley and Jack Kirby to show up. <laughs> uh, though the website for the fest accepts donations and details the extent of which the event will take over the tiny town of Rachel, the festival will provide its own food, 
water, toilets, staff, <laughs> emergency services, and more because they simply don't <laughs> exist in the quantities necessary in the community of Rachel. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> there is no gas station in Rachel. Wow. What's the population of Rachel, Nevada? Free! <laughs> I don't know, folks. The anarcho-capitalism, he says, this is a great investment opportunity. You know, I'm, I'm wondering if this is, is really news I don't give a shit about because in a couple of years there's going to be a documentary about this that's just going to be fascinating, just like they did with Fire Festival. There's going to be <laughs> bodies along the side of the road. <laughs> And the, and the jackals will pick them up just like, like the rabbits. They're saying they're providing all of this infrastructure, and then it's going to be just like Fire Festival. People gonna, arrive, gonna, and there's nothing the there. Two run from Rachel all the way to Area 51, or what? It'll be another it'll tent. Be, it'll be another that's tent third city. That's the, that's the third day of the it'll, festival. Just. It'll be the Area 51 5K run. <laughs> There'll be another tent city. Is that, the, is that 5K run or 50 cal run? <laughs> Tents will be blowing over. There it is. That's it. See, that's how you do it, Matt. Yeah. Un unless, <laughs> uh, seriously. I don't know about the chicken wings. But, uh, it's radio. They didn't see that I, I until know. somebody mentioned it. Wind blows and there's a wave of nerd funk that blows in oh the rage. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're just like, Aah! That's when the aliens in <laughs> the sir, warehouses sir, start they're dying. They're using mustard gas. <laughs> oh, sir, they're using chemical warfare. No, it's even Air worse. Air Force people come out and they're NBC the gear. unwashed masses. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got, we've got. Uh, nerd contact over on the second raid. Can you imagine the Trump tweet after that? Using chemical weapons. It's I don't know. Fucking. I <laughs> I feel wow. Way to okay. Commit. Way to commit yeah, there. I, I can't on that. Somebody has run out of I gas. <laughs> so I much for the funny from one. last week. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said Trump, and that just wrecked the whole thing. So. What do you mean? That was the good part. <laughs> the bad part was duh. <laughs> But unless you have been through Rachel, you do not realize how cryptically small that I can't call the town a settlement is. Rachel so what, is there's tight. like a general store, a house? No. no. Oh. What's there? there yeah, what is, is there? There is the town Little Hall. Alien, which is kind of like a community meeting place where you can buy some alien souvenirs and a bar. They also rent rooms, a.k.a. Why do you put your phone away, man? Trailers in the back. Like RV trailers. RV trailers. So there if you, you want, so the in part of the little alien is just the RVs out back. Is actually an Audi. And that's where yeah. you, <laughs> and that's, that's where you get some alien action. I'm not going to recount the story here because it's long involved and I've done it on the show at least more than once. So find an old show with it but it's because we didn't realize that rachel didn't have a gas station that caused that whole goddamn fiasco when we went there involving the mutant rabbits i was hitting with the car and the gas pouring into the back seat <laughs> okay, wait, 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 hold, hold on hold on there's 98 people that live there where the fuck do they stay then there's gotta be at least 98 uh did you men did you miss the rvs part uh yeah, he, that's when he was getting his, his phone out of his pocket again. There is no place to go in Rachel. If there is a general store, they've hidden it. It's been demoted to private. Mutant rabbits the size of goats. That's great. Hitting mutant rabbits. and You, you know that small community <laughs> that you drive through, and it, the only thing there is a gas station, but that's the only thing that's there yeah. that makes it even a town? Cut, a, cut that in half, take away the gas station? There's no gas station. <clears throat> it's... 
And Crazy. Did, does everybody stand on the road and stare at you as you're passing through? Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. And I look forward to them staring at all these people coming to Alien Fest. We don't take kindly to visitors. So, that don't um, buy our swag. I, I'm so curious. Uh, one, uh, big ups to uh, Maddie Roberts, uh, the guy who <laughs> basically invented the Rush Area 51 viral thing on capitalizing on it, saying, hey, let's not rush it. Let's just go there and have a party. Yeah. And I think he wanted to make sure there wasn't a tsunami of flesh going over the sure. kill line. <laughs> sure. And making a little money on it would help, help too, certainly. But my God, this is going to be a travesty. I, and so I can't wait till it happens and I can report hey, hey, the eight people that went and had a uh, sandwich at Little Alien. What's Doug X doing? Can we get our oh, uh, Geek him? Shock roving reporter to uh, do, do we have anyone expendable? That's the question. <laughs> well, we did, but he's oh, expended. Right. Yeah, right. God damn it. Can we call? Can, I don't know. Freelance him? Yeah. Wait, maybe wait, maybe wait, we can make wait, wait, Andy you guys are all missing. He's got a son. So we can send oh, him. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Damn, of course. God, we just, Thank you, Matt. You Son of Andy. There you go. <laughs> Come forth. Well, uh, now, <laughs> Take I, your rightful place. <laughs> if everybody pitches in $10, we get him some driving lessons, and then oh, yeah. pew, send him off. Done deal. Glad, I'm here. Just Glad get... I'm here, boys. Glad I'm here. <laughs> what would we do without you, Matt? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Real <laughs> questions right there. <laughs> And it's in the middle of nowhere. It's 50 minutes this direction to the nearest gas station and 50 minutes to the next gas station. And these are the communities that are only a gas station. Do they do they have signs last gas before Rachel? Um, yes. Okay, because... For, pretty much they it do. it sounds like that's a good plan. <laughs> that's a good marketing strategy. So if you're going... Maybe bring a backup tank of gas and maybe try not to hit any rabbits in the dark. <laughs> Make sure it's nicely sealed so it doesn't splash all over the back seat. I goddamn sealed that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that must have smelled nice. Oh, my God. And, and was it high summer? Did you like have to keep the windows closed or you were going to Thankfully, it was somewhat cool, oh, so okay. that right. part wasn't so bad. Uh, I mean, it was still fumes all the hell. Oh, yeah. We're, we're still at high risk for cancer. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> That's what that second head is. I was wondering. No, it isn't. Oh. News you don't give a shit about. Skittles is releasing a brand new zombie flavor. Oh. <gasps> The new product was announced at the end of July. Naturally, the entire pack of zombie Skittles won't be a collection of fetid, tasted confections. Yes, the flavor in there is rotted flesh. Rather, you'll get five normal flavors. Petrifying Citrus Punch, Mummified Melon, Boogeyman Blackberry, Chilling Black Cherry, and Blood Red Berry, with the rotten zombie Skittle hiding somewhere amongst <laughs> them. It's a lot like the Bean Boozled Challenge from Jelly Belly Rem- mixed with the Bernie Bots Every Flavor Beans. Remember when no, we is did it just that? One, be- like one Skittle that flavor? Or I don't know. Oh, so that we go. I don't know, but be, I have a feeling it's uh, one. That'd be fine. We might have to get like a package of these. What's going and, in my mouth? And not done not for what's going in my mouth, but like when someone pillows something, they're forced to have a Skittle. There you go. Close Ooh, your eyes. Take a Skittle. Andy, here you go, Andy. Geek take shot. Whole fucking pack. Just you geek know, shock roulette. Remember <laughs> geek shock roulette. Who, who, who was that with me? Remember when we did that um, that that bean oh challenge? Yes. And I was I kept getting good stuff. 
and and someone it might have been you or Paul I can't remember I think who was, kept getting the shitty stuff I think it was Paul and it was really it was really hilarious because I actually eh, I'll, I'll, all right I'll try another and I kept getting ooh that's that's like grape that's ooh. tutti frutti yeah, mango that, burst yeah. I love it yeah ooh, ooh popcorn and cotton candy <laughs> like ah oh, this is earwax <laughs> <laughs> Paul's like oh that was great. Quote, our fans love Skittles not just for its delicious, fruity flavors, but for That's the irreverence. Exactly why. <laughs> That's exactly why they like your product. What the fuck kind of line is that? Seriously. Uh, Matt, Matt's recent employment at the 80s Jeff PR firm is uh, <laughs> taking off. <laughs> but for the irreverence and the sense of humor for which the brand is known, said Rebecca Duke, Skittles what? senior brand manager in his statement. Skittles is known for that? Apparently, uh, they're taking their commercials too seriously. They're patting themselves <laughs> on the back because they gave their actors a Skittles disease. Oh, God. Contin well. Continuing, this Halloween, we wanted to give our fans the ultimate rotten twist on the candy they know and love, challenging them to test their bravery over a bag of zombie Skittles, unquote. The Zombie Skittles launched this Halloween in three convenient sizes, share size, lay-down bag, and fun-size bag. Lay-down bag? Lay-down bag. Wow, nice house you have here. I'm glad we met at the... Oh, what's that? That's the lay-down bag. I'll get ready for the fun-size bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring the funny. Big, huge bag of Skittles. Congratulations, Matt. You have now graduated to Skittles marketing. That's on par. Yeah. He's all like, he'll just glue himself up and put Skittles all over him. I can do it, too. As if the stupid apple flavor Skittle was bad enough. Ugh. Now we gotta have rotten flesh. What is that even gonna taste? Yeah, like? exactly. So that's what. It, how did how did the yeah, Skittles know this is what rotten flesh tastes like? How do you know? Don't ask. So I think that's what we're gonna we're gonna have. A, I'm gonna bag of zombie Skittles, and it's gonna oh, be there and there. And then when someone needs to be punished for some geek shock transgression, take a Skittle. There you go. Kit, take a Skittle. Yeah. You and your meowing. <laughs> Weekend geek. Yay! Dead air, dead air, dead air. Yep. Not really. That's the music's playing there. Oh, it's, it's okay. Good. I'm sorry. No, I great. need to pay attention to the music. Yeah. I just, I don't do that. I hear it start and I just zone out. Ghost Rider and Hellstrom <gasps> are turning out to In be merely the jumping off point for a new terror themed connected universe of live action shows at Hulu. Hulu. Jeff yep. Loeb and Marvel are, uh, already is re referring to the shared live action universe is preparing to launch at Hulu as Adventure Into Fear, a name with roots in Marvel's Adventure Into Fear comic book series, which ran from 1970 to 1975. Mm. Citing Castle Rock as an early example of a successful horror show, Loeb and, his, and the platform ended up being the perfect place to show Marvel's scary side. Quote, we were going to do something with Ghost Rider. We were just waiting for the right place to put it, he explained. <clears throat> then we started having the same conversation with Hulu, uh, which was there in the comic book world with Spirit of Vengeance. And there's a sort of unusual group of characters which involve Ghost Rider, which involve Hellstrom, which involve Hellstrom's sister, Anna. We suddenly saw that there were three or four shows that we could put together that we now refer to as Adventure 
into fear. Wow, that cat is just Is he hungry? Is that what's going on? He wants to go out. He wants to go out. No. He just came back inside. Yeah, he just came back in, man. Who's running who here? Yeah, the you, cat or you, you? You tell him no. Just give him a microphone, and if he has something to say, he can say it. Uh, Loeb didn't say whether the adventure comic book reference is a direct indication that Hulu series like Ghost Rider, Hellstrom, and more yet to be announced shows will be looking to the printed page for inspiration. Those comics featured characters like Howard the Duck, which already has been given a green light for adult animated Hulu series, as well as Man-Thing and Morbius. But he did say that Marvel's TV arm wants to create the same kind of shared universe momentum that it had rolling at Netflix with its New York-based shows before the studio, in his words, was, quote, blindsided by Netflix across the board string of cancellations. Whoa. Right? Shots fired. Shots fired pew, pew, indeed. Pew. Quote, the hardest part was while the situation at Netflix, of which I really can't go into other than to say that we were blindsided. <laughs> Except to say, fuck those fuckers. And things that were to come weren't finished yet, Loeb explained. Quote, now we're going to do it again with the Hulu animated series, and we're going to do it again with the fear-based series, unquote. Uh, both Ghost Rider and Hellstrom are set to appear at Hulu sometime next year, with Loeb promising that more new show announcements are on its way. Hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I was busy throwing a cat into my garage. Did, is this in the the Marvel TV universe, like the New York shows, or like is... the New York shows, but has nothing to do with them? Okay. The New York thing has been abandoned. Right now, this is the direction Hulu's taking. What about uh, movie universe? Any kind of, it's just its own. Any references, like to the event? I have nothing to confirm nor deny that right. in any of this. So, oh, I... great! Like the robot in jail tube. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Stomped upon with great prejudice. <laughs> So I hear. <laughs> man. You know, I put like five minutes into that thing. I know, man. Hurt my feelings. I don't think there was fire involved, but I can't say for sure. Jeez. All right. Well, Who could good. really explain the death of a tube? Death of a tube. You're really, you're writing that down? That's going to be the episode Death of title? a tube, really? Death of really? a tube? Little self, little indulgent. Bastards haven't given me else so anything so far this episode, so I gotta go with something. I know we don't have our episode namer, so uh, gee whiz, what are we gonna do? Oh well. After roughly a decade at HBO, David Benenoff and DB Weiss have found a new creative home. The pair signed an exclusive overall film and television deal with Netflix. The Hollywood Reporter is pricing the deal at two hundred million dollars per unnamed sources. Benenoff and Weiss are best known for adapting George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire novels into the series Game of Thrones for HBO. Although the pair will not be involved in the development of any forthcoming Game of Thrones spinoffs or prequel series, they will be credited as, as, credited as executive producers, and they are also working on an all-new series of Star Wars films. So, Oh, boy. They got things to do. Yeah. yeah don't call them with your wants and needs. I was going to say, They're they'll call busy. you, right? Yeah. No, they won't. They'll never call us. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. I'm ready. I'm ready to do Fat Jedi Guy. <laughs> Didn't they already do them? In Shut the, up. Dak and Shut the, up. Just, oh, sorry. Shut up. Don't ruin it. Uh, Don't ruin it. I want to ruin it. I want to get on there so Vernon can be like, oh, I hate Star Wars so much. They got that Fat Jedi Guy. <laughs> but it's cursed in your friend. I don't 
care. I hate Star Wars now. My childhood has been molested. But it's Porkins too. Ooh, Porkins too. The Porkins the Jedi. Eject. I don't have to. Porkins too. The next night. There you go. And then I just reach out in space at the nearest cruiser, and I just sort of float in. You think Lucas could have gotten away with calling the character Porkins in this day and age? That just, wow. That was pretty pretty blatant back then. Porkins was fine. He went on to open a bar. He's doing great. Yeah. What's the name of the bar? <laughs> Porkins Cantina? Porkins. Porkies. Oh, yeah, that's it. That was it. Universal is working on a brand new theme park. The company has confirmed the new... Epic Universe theme park is coming to Orlando. Epic Universe is being introduced through a theme park expansion announced via Twitter. Details are scarce, inside, aside from some concept art. Uh, big water features are on there, and roller coasters, large outdoor pavilions all included on it. Located near Universal Studios, Islands of Adventure, I and the Volcano so. Bay Water Park, the site will feature themed lands in its amusement park section, as well as standard fare like hotels, stores, and restaurants. The new mega park will splinter Universal Orlando Resort into two chunks instead of everything being centrally located near Universal City Walk. With Universal Studios Florida and Universal's Islands of Adventure connected by a walkway, or if you'd rather, Hogwarts Express, this third park shifts the center of Universal Orlando Resort in an unprecedented way, pulling focus to an entirely new location that will be accessible by bus. Yeah, I saw that. More details about Epic Universe will follow soon, and construction is already underway. That's dumb. So, yeah, I was watching a, a YouTube video. Uh, they did some drone footage of the expansion area. It's not even close to yeah, it's, like, it's the established way over part. Here. Yeah, it's like it's like here's the highway that runs next to it. It's over across the highway and down like a couple miles. It's kind of like Magic Kingdom and Epcot are right here. Yeah, and Animal Kingdom's way over here. Yep, is that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's. It's going to take a significant significant amount of time to get there by bus, so it's not it's not close by any means. But it is going to be a whole new theme park into itself. And they still haven't released a whole lot of details no. about what's involved. Um, no, it's all speculation. There's the the only rumors I've heard is that they are going to license movie properties that are non Universal properties to put in there, kind of like they did with Harry Potter. Ah, and Marvel? Um, yeah. So um, who knows what's going to happen with that? Um, I did hear a rumor while I was at the Star Trek convention that there's possibly going to be a Star Trek-themed area in there. Oh, really? But this person told me this, this, that this is still in the quote-unquote planning stages, so nothing's official. So Which would I'd, be exciting. It would. It would. It would be cool. But, you know, as as with... All Star Trek theme park related stuff. Until it's built, I'm just gonna say it's not there. All right. Yeah. It's 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 that all sense, it's yeah. all rumor until it's physically in front of me. Sure. A year from now, we'll know everything is going to this park. Yeah. Exactly. Because they said it's gonna take two and a half years, right, to build something like that. Yeah. So. Because I think they said 2021. Sure. And then they're gonna want to drum up interest during that time, so they'll keep leaking out information. Yeah. 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 They're working on this, and they bought this license for the park. And so, yes, yeah, so around episode 550, we'll know. There you better. go. 
you know, being there just a couple of months ago, City Walk is kind of cool, and having that link to both parks and all that, they're really missing out not building it anywhere there. But there's no land, really. Yeah, so yeah. you can't. It's, yeah, you can't. So The option's still, not there. Yeah. It's like they bought a whole lot of acreage to build that, but then they they basically, corner to corner, of all of that acreage they built out. So, yeah, they have no choice but to build off-site. Um, I like the layout of Orlando Universal, with the exception of the kind of bottlenecking into the uh, the security area where you have to go through the metal detectors and everything has to be x-rayed before you can even get into, like, City Walk. Oh. So you... you oh, you mean right across the bridge right there? Yeah. yeah the like where all the buses and stuff drop off and then there's the interconnect <laughs> from the parking garage. So Universal Orlando, you even if you want to just go to City Walk, you don't even want to go to the parks, you have to go through all of that security check just to get into the areas. I mean, I can understand why they're doing it these days in Asia, so... Well, I mean, but it, it would make more sense if they had done that, like, at the entrance to the actual park itself, but now they're doing it as the entrance to the, you know, just the open shopping area and the dining area. I so. get it. The last thing Universal wants is a, a be part of that statistic. Well, yeah, from a PR standpoint, I suppose it makes perfect sense, yeah. but... We've known since April that Disney's upcoming streaming platform would arrive with a standalone price tag of $6.99 per month. <laughs> now Disney CEO Bob Iger has unveiled an expanded Disney Plus bundle, one that packs in both ESPN and Hulu. Hulu. Via the wrap, subscribing to all three Disney-owned streaming properties will cost viewers $12.99 per month. Whoa. The all-in-one bundle repeatedly, uh, reportedly uh, will be available right from the start, with Disney Plus set to launch either solo or as part of the larger package beginning November 12th. It's worth noting that the Hulu subscription offered in the bundled plan is the ad-based version, not the premium-tier ad-free version. A standalone ad-supported Hulu subscription currently costs subscribers $5.99 a month. Hmm. Yeah, I think they said it was like separately... At like around twenty dollars, so it's not quite half off. But uh, sure, I mean, if you were going to get into any of those streamers, you might as well just pay the extra few dollars and get all three. Sure, and and also sports disliking dorks like myself. Yeah, dork. Uh, Six ninety nine a month for Disney, five ninety nine for Hulu. Well, that's your. You don't have to buy the ESPN full package. Twelve ninety nine. You're saving a dollar if you can be yeah. without ESPN and get them separately. See, it wouldn't really save me anything because I already get Hulu as part of right my cell phone plan. So yeah, you, you, you're you're SOL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would just have to. Well, until eat. how many more years is that? Is that for the yeah, duration? Really of your like, plan who knows? Or? Since yeah, the really the like. big mergers have basically been given the uh, blessing of the FCC and the FTC. Gross. So, um, yeah. Uh, you know that ESPN that made me th- wonder, Jeff. Do you know when like DirecTV's contract with NFL is done? Because oh, it, you mean it, for like the the, it would, the complete season streaming? Yeah, because it, it's like when uh, when are the when are they going to announce an NFL channel? Um, I believe they NFL have, streaming service. Isn't it called Sunday Ticket? I want to say they have it's two more years Direct left TV. on NFL Sunday Ticket. Oh. Yeah. Um. I just wonder. I was just, I was just kind of curious. On the other hand, NFL is actually pretty smart, 
in the way they handle things. So they're probably waiting to see how the whole streaming uh, balkanization shakes itself out. They did have provisions written into the last contract that opened up other avenues of access for NFL fans. So supposedly, I still have I haven't done enough research to find out how accurate this is, but supposedly you don't have to have Sunday ticket to watch a majority of the NFL games this season. Ooh. It's supposed to be much more open um, even if you live in a city that, you know, your your favorite team is, you know, blacked out in. Wow. Um, because they have opened they have opened up partnerships with uh, Amazon Prime Video where they stream live games. Um, yeah, I watched a couple of games on that actually. Twitter, I think Twitter was Twitter streaming does it. some uh, games. Facebook Twitter. does it. Too. Facebook was another Facebook. one. Yep. Yeah. So None of this makes sense. They've <laughs> they've opened a lot of this up, and it doesn't require, with the exception it shows of Amazon. Ads. That's, yeah, that's where they get their. The yeah, they show there's ads. there's ads built in. So. No, but I'm just saying. Okay, how do you how do you watch a Facebook football? Um, Click on the stream. There are there's a Facebook stream. There are Facebook apps for a lot of your gaming systems now, so you can let's say on your PlayStation, open oh. that up, and then you should be able to theoretically go full screen and watch the game on there. Hmm, another great user interface. Um, but yeah, I know, right? Well, Amazon um, Prime is horrendous, but yeah. But yeah, um, and Two. and uh, oh, Yahoo is another one. Yahoo is another one that was streaming games. So Yahoo. YouTube started doing yeah, they're still uh, around. <laughs> ma- yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> well, YouTube not started doing uh, major baseball. league baseball. Yeah. Yep, I just watched but, them. That's that's supposedly the next platform that the NFL is targeting is to be able to do major league baseball. Uh, no, uh, is targeting. <laughs> they're going to combine NFL. the two sports. I might be in for that shit. The NFL is is targeting YouTube as a potential next streaming source for the games. Uh, so. <sighs> Because Google makes a decent amount of revenue off of the ads that you are forced to sit through when you're watching yeah. a lot of YouTube videos. I like the and NFL uh, YouTube, uh, their condensed games. Yes. Where you get a game in 11 minutes. Yep. Boy, oh boy, that's how you watch football, man. What is- I'm still stuck on the idea of tackling outfielders. <laughs> I, oh, dude, imagine. Now it, what is like, interesting is... is <laughs> Let's play the, some base foot. The structure with the direct TV thing is like is it's very expensive up front for the people that are yeah. subscribing to it. Mm-hmm. And all of these other avenues that apparently have been opened up this year for people to watch games are free on the consumer side. Ooh. And the NFL is kind of liking this because they feel like the direct TV exclusivity has kept a lot of fans out of watching the games mm-hmm. the ratings. so it's it'll be interesting to see what happens from a technological standpoint over the next couple of years you mean if you make it affordable or free more people watch yeah I holy know. shit no, that Dude, goes I against holy shit everything everything it doesn't make any sense holy i'm sick of your shit. marxist bullshit i yeah. know we've only been holy saying this kind of thing shit. for like the last six or seven years but goddamn hey. anti-capitalists yeah. yeah really the paul mattingly method Make it cheap and easy to get, and guess what the fuck's going to happen? We've done everything to garner interest except lower the prices. Yeah, except, you know, just put it out there for free. And they used to do that. It was called television. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn. Well, like I said, NFL, they they actually, they actually kind of do it smart. So, 
They're they're the they're definitely the best marketed, best merchandised. I think they're the best pro sports uh, run. I don't know. I'll, I'll put the NBA up against it because their commissioner is pretty. Well, the league saw the... the league saw viewership drop prior to last year over the last several years. Well, sure, and they thought that maybe it was because. I'm standing for the national anthem. God damn it. They thought it was the amount of limitations that it had is. for the average person to be able to watch those games. It is. I mean, you can still watch you you could still watch games you're not interested in regionally, yeah. like out here, if you went to to, to CBS and stuff. But yeah. then uh uh what uh Monday Night Football went to ESPN, ESPN. right? So yep. I lost Monday Night Football because I don't have cable. Right. And then uh, Sunday night, did that go to NBC? Sunday night went to NBC. Okay. And, yep. and, 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 but some of those choices I wasn't even interested in. Yeah. I, w- I would have done direct TV a long so time ago. So all you're ago. left with is Thursday night, which is all the bullshit teams. <laughs> yeah. Th- no one likes playing Thursday Nobody, night. Well, yeah. I mean, that's so a it's, kick it's in like, the balls. It's like Cleveland imagine having Monday night Arizona. and then Thursday night, you know. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, it's, it's it's the Florida uh, Marlins of football. I get it. Well, and I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Not now though. Cleveland's going to be yeah. The and Toronto part, Blue Jays. Part hey, of the, part of the reason they're exploring all this is because advertisers want to pay the league directly. Because when you're watching a live game, you're probably not going to change the channel. Yeah. So they feel like they can make more money off of the ad revenue rather than doing standard TV contracts like they had done for the last, you know, 80 some odd years. Speaking of sports, 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 sports. Yes, we are. Allegiant Stadium. Sorry? The the Raiders Stadium. Going to be called Allegiant? Allegiant. Allegiant has officially bought the rights. You would think Southwest would have fucking... Oh, my God. 25 million a year. A year. Good, that's, so we're not stuck with it, is what I'm Jesus hearing. Jesus Christ. And apparently that's relatively low considering some of the... I did... I mean, I knew they got money out of those corporate uh, naming oh, yeah. things, but holy fuck. And oh, getting, you know, getting that racket. Only the people in this Vegas would know, but it should have been the terrible... <laughs> terrible <laughs> herbs. <laughs> terrible stadium. <laughs> terrible stadium. <laughs> well, they missed out. Terrible stadium. I, hate, I just hate the whole yeah. corporate thing altogether. I mean, I... Twenty-five million. I I understand why they're going there, but I just it I, I either Vegas Stadium or Raiders Stadium. Yeah, I I, I miss and here. I'm getting the sports conversation. I miss the naming of stadiums for other than corporate reasons. Right. Astrodome, Comiskey Park, mm-hmm. Wrigley Field, which still is thing. Yankee yeah. Stadium. Yankee Stadium. Yep. Arrowhead Stadium. Arrowhead. That, yeah. yeah, I mean that's those uh, Mile High. Remember Mile? Uh, actually, Mile High Two is still Mile High. It's uh, uh it's, no, no, it, don't, don't, don't ruin this, Mile High, Jeff. Goddamn you! No, they they have corporate sponsorship as well now. Well, for you know, it's, it's, how, it's how you end up with things like Petco Park. I know, yep. I know, I know. Qualcomm Stadium, which is candlestick. vacant. Remember yep. the stick? candlestick? Yep. Yes. I hate the. I hate which is the now you know, is now so. gone, and it's Levi Stadium. Oh yeah. It's it's funny because back home, a lot of the hockey arenas, uh, the Bank Scotia Bank, I guess, went on a splurging. So in Edmonton, there's Scotia Bank Arena. Toronto, there's Scotia Bank Stadium. I Scotia Bank this, Scotia Bank that, and, and see how well it works. I have no idea who Scotia Bank is. I remember. <laughs> 
I remember that finding that out just this year from watching a few uh, Knights games on, Bank TV? on TV, and they're like, they're doing the color commentary between periods. Of like, there's like, so we're coming to you live from Scotia Bank Arena, which is not to be confused with Scotia Bank Arena, and blah, and blah 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 blah. And I was just like, that's actually pretty funny. And they went into like a five minute like time filling thing about the, the it gets the name the mentioned a lot. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. Hey, that's they're, they're, I'm sure Jesus. the company's down for that. Company was like ching ching sports 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 sports. You okay, Todd? I'll live. Okay, <laughs> I can feel my other foot swelling, but other than that, <laughs> your foot. Ernie Cologne, the prolific comic book artist, writer, and editor, has passed away at the age of eighty-eight. Cologne band began his career in the 1960s as a letterer for Harvey Comics, where he worked as an uncredited penciler on Richie Rich and Casper the Friendly Ghost. While at Harvey, Cologne met Sid Jacobson, who became his longtime friend and creative partner. In 2006, the pair teamed up on the graphic novel adaptation of the 9-11 Commission Report. The two would continue to release additional historical graphic works like their 2010 uh, graphic biography about Anne Frank. During the 1970s, he made the jump to horror with Warren Publishing, where he contributed his talents to Vampirella, eerie and creepy magazines. In 1979, he worked on the Marvel adaptation of Battlestar Galactica with writer Roger McKenzie. Cologne also spent his time at DC Comics in the 80s, where he served as editor on titles like Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, and The Flash. Many know him best for his work with the late Dwayne McDuffie on Marvel's Damage Control. He's equally well-known for co-creating DC's Amethyst, Princess of Gemworld, and Arak, Son of Thunder. Also as a uh, um, delicate bouquet smelling of uh, cardamom and leather. Ernie Cologne. Have a Skittle. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Jeff gave me a dirty look, folks. I just want everyone to know that. Kirsten goes, hmm, tastes like blackberries. <laughs> <laughs> the Skittle, not my dirty look. Oh, okay. Ought <laughs> to be sure. And, and secretly Todd's like, damn it. <laughs> I will be very upset. It was announced back in February that the follow-up to the Netflix horror series The Haunting of Hill House would be evolving the sh- evolving the show into an anthology series simply titled The Haunting, with each installment featuring a new story, new characters, and new inspirations. While Hill House was based on Shirley Jackson's 1959 novel, Bly Manor will be based on Henry James' 1898 novella, Turn of the Screw. Hmm. Now we're learning the series creator Mike Flanagan has a little bit more of an ambitious scope when it comes to the upcoming second season. Quote, we're looking at all the ghost stories of Henry James as the jumping off point for the season. So it very much is a whole new deal, Flanagan explained. It's a cool way to expand on some of the things I loved about season one, but within the framework of a new story without having to be restrained by the decisions we made last time. For Henry James fans, it's going to be pretty wild. And for people who aren't familiar with his work, it's going to be unbelievably scary. Unquote. Thrice nominated for the Nobel Prize in Literature, James was a prolific author throughout the 19th and 20th centuries, early 20th century, and with Turn of the Screw being his most renowned. While he had a diverse body of work, he did have a tendency to focus on the internal psyches of his characters. The way Flanagan describes it, the show will draw from James's work the same way that Castle Rock draws from Stephen King's. 
Flanagan confirmed that familiar actors from scene, uh, season one will show up in new roles, including Oliver Jackson Cohen, who played Luke Crane, and Victoria Pedretti, who played Eleanor Nell Crane Vance. So kind of doing an American Horror Story thing with this, but with classic horror ghost story literature? Okay, I'm down. I like this idea. Yeah, I want to green light. Sure. My, uh, my wife and I have started finally watching The Haunting of Hill House. We're only two episodes in, but we are enjoying it thus far. Is it scary? Uh, I haven't seen it. You know what? There's some moments. Some good creep out moments. So you got a we'll see where it goes. But thus far, episode one and two are spot on. And in, and I, I mean, they're obviously making changes to update it, but... If you're a fan of the Shirley Jackson novel, yeah, they do a decent job of adapting it to modern society. So, worthwhile. The upcoming sci-fi film Pyros has ignited a bidding war. The film will star... Wait, wait, Pyros ignited? That's what I... Yeah, see what I... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I see like what you that. did there. Have a Skittle. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> Todd has to go first. <laughs> Ew, clubfoot. <laughs> clubfoot. Uh, Yikes. The film will... No, please. What? I thought you were going to say something. No, I was stuck. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay, Duck. Jeff saved me. Duck. <laughs> <laughs> the film will star Reese Witherspoon, who will also produce alongside Dark Phoenix director Simon Kinberg, and, and currently a sought-after property <laughs> by several major studios. Based on Thomas Pierce's short story, Tardy Man, it follows a group of autistic... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Why? I'm always late. Oh, I don't damn. know. I was having Paul flashbacks as soon as you said Tardy Man. <laughs> Very good, man. You covered that up really good. <laughs> I, was, I was just waiting for. I, I, I'm sitting there waiting for the for the character to pop in. Anyway, I'm always late. <laughs> follows a group of augmented individuals. Of what? Augmented individuals oh, okay. who wear fire resilient suits that are fused to their spines. What? Their corporate bankrolled purpose is to recover objects for wealthy people when their houses are burning, while they're forbidden from doing anything else, including saving people. One eventually decides to make an exception to this rule in a decision that has widespread repercussions. Why are they? Why is this a bidding war? <laughs> people just have too much Ouch. money. Like what? The- <laughs> Ouch! Pierce's Tardy Man was published by the New Yorker last year. And is the second short story of his to be optioned into a feature film. Oh, God, Kay. The, the other is Chairman what? Spaceman, which Kinberg is also producing. <laughs> Chairman Spaceman? Can you imagine one of the I panels? don't know, Kay. One, one I can't of- remember. <laughs> what? Uh, what? That's just enough information. Just enough. The right people will get it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my God. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> In advance <laughs> of the new Star Trek series, I'm allowed to quote the president. <laughs> I got that running through my head right now. Oh, I don't know. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Folks, we just want you to know Jeff's Jeff's very disappointed in us right now. <laughs> yes. We call that Monday. <laughs> it's not our fun day. In advance of the new Star Trek series, CBS Consumer Products and Wines That Rock have unveiled Star Trek Wines, a collection of special vintages inspired by the Star Trek universe. Oh, wait, Star Trek Wines, like, I hate Discovery! <laughs> oh, J.J. Abrams ruined Star Trek! Oh, that my God, that gives me a great idea. I'm going to buy Kirsten a, a bottle of Star Trek Wines, and every time he er, goes into... Cursed. You, you mean Vernon? Do you mean Vernon? I was going to say, what did I do? <laughs> you mean Vernon? I'm going to buy just... Vernon a bottle of Star Trek wine, and every time he starts going on a rant, I'm like, Vernon, have there a drink. Go. There you go. That, I, I don't think that's good. Dude, you're buying a lot of wine. <laughs> you're probably you right. buy, buy the buy case. the case. Yep, you're right. <laughs> buy the pallet. Also get that free road water. Which, ironically, they do sell <laughs> it by the case. Yes, they do. I'll let well, you finish they, your they've article. heard about Vernon. I mean, God knows he's loud enough. The first two offerings are a 2016 Chateau Picard uh, Cru Bourgeois from Bordeaux, France. <laughs> Can you say that again? No, please. I'm glad. I'm glad. Please. It's not just non-European languages that Todd mangles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all of them, especially English, and a special reserve United Federations of Planets Old Vine Zinfandel. The 2016 Chateau Picard Bordeaux is a 85% Cabernet Sauvignon with a 15% Merlot blend that spends 14 months in oak, 70% seasoned, and 30% new. Meanwhile, the U.S. Federation of Planets wine is a 2017 Old Vine Zinfandel from across US the... U.S. Federated? Yes. The Dry United Creek... United Federation. Though. That's what I said. <laughs> the Dry Creek and River Valley... That one in Sonoma <laughs> County. It is a blend. Sonoma of, County. It spent fourteen months in Sonoma County. Yes, eighty-seven percent Zinfandel. Twelve. <laughs> why did they write this? Twelve percent Petit Syrah and one percent Syrah. Well, do it to yourself, man. This is true. Do it to yourself. I do have a skittle. The collection <laughs> is available at StarTrekWines.com. Dude, the only people who care about those contents are. Jeff and April, and April doesn't even listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they were at the con. Yeah, they were. And they, they were, were. Uh, they were signing people up to uh, get deliveries of it once they start bottling. So I guess they had bottled some, but uh, the majority of the uh, the wine is yet to be uh, bottled and distributed. So. And 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 Saturday when Vernon visited, they made sure to bottle a hell of a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hate next... when they won't stick with canon. You mean you mean? Well, they're Zindian? sticking with canon, but I still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bunch of Zindi in Discovery. It, you know, uh, <clears throat> it really. I mean, we can talk about it because he didn't listen. <laughs> uh, it really, it really got Vernon when uh, in one one conversation on Facebook was going on, and Vernon made one of his quips, and somebody was like, "Oh my, Vernon!" Man. And Barry just came in with. Vernon doesn't like any Star Trek that isn't trying to recreate 1987. <laughs> <laughs> that just that was a cheese grater right up his ass. He was not happy with that comment. And it's like, uh, Vernon, that's actually kind of true. I don't know why you're so upset. Well, what was the quote Barry said? Something like, he's like, Vernon couldn't possibly hate anything more 
the the new things and then like Vernon's comment was like yes I can yeah really yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was just like man and it's too fu- it's funny too because like uh, they had the the clips about Picard the Star Trek Picard series coming up and uh, I I had remembered talking with Vernon about you know next gen and liking that and stuff and then and then I was like so are you at least excited to see Picard oh God no and then he goes on a tirade for like a half hour about why it's going to be terrible and I'm like. We don't know anything about the series yet other than it takes place 18 years after uh, Nemesis, and you're already hating it? Oh, dude, the speculation videos. Oh, I just know they're going to do this. I know they're going to do that. And I'm like, no, you don't. They are so awful. And and one of the hilarious uh, memes, I'm following Dayton Ward on Facebook. He's actually pretty cool to follow. Used to be a uh, patron at the bar. Yeah. And Got he, to talk to him and Kevin Dilmore quite a lot. He 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 was going off on the whole because one of the latest uh, uh, alt right haters of New Trek memes is you have homework, you have homework before you can watch Picard because they're releasing they're releasing like prequel novels and stuff that actually will help set up the Picard series apparently, like they do with all others. Well, you you, yes. you know so, and it's just really. Really, really funny because there is there's a certain uh, indignance about you know um, uh, oh, oh before we can even watch Picard we have to do homework and it's just like <laughs> Jesus Christ Lord, Lord help there's ever an expanded universe novel in the Star Trek world didn't I, didn't Dayton <laughs> reply something like this is like yes seven years and four movies that's your homework yeah. so it was <laughs> it was some it was some was, simple quip a... like that and I was just like. <laughs> There's there's the exact counter yes. argument oh, to your complaint. Oh, my fucking headache. My head hurts. This shit is just yeah. It but it you know so yeah. Bottle the wine. Nov- <laughs> Extended novels are just spice for the recipe, people. Yeah. You, you don't salt have to, to taste. Read it. You don't have to read it. Yeah. You just watch the show. I you know it's. Uh, I just I, I'm. I'm not in. I'm not. I've said this before. I'm not even a big uh, TNG fan, but I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing Stuart uh, go to work again. I yeah. want to see what they do. I want to see that character on the screen again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And apparently, the other characters on the screen again. That right. We were yeah. surprised by. Although, I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm it, are are is anybody going to be recurring? I'm because I, I got I, a feeling a lot of them are one. I have. Yeah. The 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 interviews, the press junkets that they were doing during Comic Con. They weren't allowed to talk a lot about the series, but uh, I know Brent Spiner said he was allowed to say that he does appear in more than one episode mm. through the course of the 13. That's... And Jerry Ryan also said she is uh, at the panel on uh, at the Comic-Con. She's at Comic-Con at, at the Star Trek con in Vegas. She said she was allowed to say that she is in more than one episode right. as well. She um, That's interesting because um, that'll be an interesting dynamic. Uh, Stuart and Spiner are some of the best character inter- inter- uh, interactions absolutely in the, the whether it's the series or the movies. So I'm actually really I think it's really good that Spiner is in there. Of course, th- there were people who grabbed a screen cap from the trailer and they're like, "What's going on with Brent's face?" And it was just like, "You fuckers." You're you're gonna, you're gonna dig around for anything, aren't you, you yeah. fuckers? They, I, honestly, Christ. it's it looks like they did a really good job with the de aging makeup. They did some, yeah. And, yeah, and 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 yeah, because he's an android that doesn't age, 
and he's being played by an actor who does. What? But, wow. But wow, just be wait, mean, me, Jeff. Yeah, just well, be mean. No, Brent Spiner himself has said this. And I that doesn't make it okay. Yeah. He's um, a Highlander. Which is why he initially he said he would never play the character again. Right. But the fact that he has now gone back on his his original feeling based on what they can do technologically and with just plain old makeup. I think he said. You know, I think he reason he did is there's more to explore with this character. Sure, be it in flashbacks or whatever, because they still haven't said how it is his character right. plays into right. um, the series. Right, because they still it's still the lore second generation with a new data. Is is that the so the character as a because that was the out of the Nemesis, press right out of the press junkets. They said uh, one of the, the interviewers data, yes. asked is like data. now are you actually data or are you before? Uh, and before. he said that so he was allowed to say I am not playing before I am playing data. And he said that's all I can tell you at this point. So okay, that's about all the information there really is about it. He was destroyed. Uh oh! Now oh, Matt's shit. gonna okay. Get uh, a bottle uh, for Matt's wine <laughs> again. He was destroyed. He, I just said the scimitar. It's whether it's through flashbacks or whatever. We don't know how the character is going to play into the series. Saw the sun. Never saw the sun. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Um, yes. What the actors have shown bombs. as far as talking about how much they enjoyed shooting the vi- the the series so far and how excited <laughs> Patrick Stewart was to revisit the character after basically saying that he thought he had done all he needed to do with the character and would probably not uh, play Jean-Luc Picard anymore. I got to say, I'm excited about the series. Yeah. Everybody involved, including the, the new cast that had never done Star Trek before. Right. The pit They're bull. all excited about it. The Pitbull. Yeah, number one. That's the name of the Pitbull. It's number one. Well, I, I'm glad it's not number two. <laughs> oh, hey! Oh, oh. Hey, ho! <laughs> Chicken wing! <laughs> Somebody stop me! <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You were saying, Todd? Yeah, Todd. <laughs> uh, we got time for one more story. Oh, boy! Do what? We? Actually, actually oh. this one makes me so happy. Oh. I'm, oh we this, can't have that one This then. goes back to what we said. I said a little bit ago. James Wan... Yes. ...will produce an adaptation of Nick Cutter's book, The Troop. The film, which will be directed by Channel Zero and Swamp Thing Helmer E.L. Katz from Uh-oh. a script by Noah Gardner and Aidan Fitzgerald, tells the story of a group of boys on a camping trip. Things go wrong when their scoutmaster falls prey to a mysterious infection and all hell breaks loose. This will be Katz's first feature since 2017's Small Crimes, the book, which won the James Herbert Award for horror writing, Herbert, 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 earned praise from such luminaries of genre as Stephen King. The Troop adaptation does not yet have a release date. The Troop by Nick Cutter was one of my favorite books of that year that I read. It's about, but was it last year? Maybe even the year before. I think it might have been the beginning Those of last year. Those are your options. <laughs> yeah, those are good. Good options, but no. the The book is fantastic. It's going to work really well as a movie. Uh, if you love horror, I highly recommend reading it. It's it's solid piece of horror fiction. So the fact that mm. James Wan is producing this sucker, yeah. yeah, I'm fully beyond it. I'm happy. Let's do it. Well, the dude obviously knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's got his finger on the modern pulse of terror. It is. If you like body horror, 
Check it out. Oh, yeah. Mm. Not so much. What? Uh, yeah, that's one of the... Jeff. The body mutilation slash modification slash mutation you. horror is not one of my favorite genres. Oh, you get, you're get you're going to hate this one. Probably. <laughs> you're going to hate it. <laughs> it's going to grossly gross you out. Mr. Cinnabite, where are we going now? We're going to make s'mores. <laughs> okay, sure. Why not? <laughs> With Jimmy over here. Now, right. children, look to the right and you'll see a centipede. Yeah, well, that's oh, I thought there was more to it. All right. <laughs> what's to, well, what's to the left? Damn it! <laughs> to the, um, 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 <laughs> the, the other uh, part of the centipede. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what's Yikes. your centipede? Write to us comments oh, at uglycowshow.com. And until next week, I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Body horror K. He stared at Jeff when he said it. Yeah. Maybe leave Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Uh, should we fill Andy's chair? Nah. Fill it with Skittles. Ah, of course. Oh, that makes it a little worse. You have to take one from Andy's chair. Ooh, wow. That adds a little extra. You just, you just had body to... horror. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>